Act One of The Roaring Girl by Thomas Middleton and Thomas Decker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dramatis Personae Sir Alexander Wengrave. Read by Algie Pug. Sebastian Wengrave, his son. Read by Nolan Fount. Sir Guy Fitzallard. Read by Leonard Wilson. Sir Davy Dapper. Sir Beauteous Ganymede. Read by Rick F. Jack Dapper. Read by Adam Knapp. Sir Adam Appleton. Sir Thomas Long. Read by David Lawrence. Lord Noland. Read by Tricia G. Gossock. Read by David Eisenhower. Laxton. Recorded by Chuck Williamson. Greenwit. Read by Peak. Gallipot, an apothecary. Read by Leonard Wilson. Tiltyard, a feather seller. Read by Tricia G. Openwork, a semster. Read by M. B. Neatfoot, Sir A. Wengrave's man. Read by Elizabeth Clatt. Gull, page to Jack Dapper. Read by Tiffany Halla Colonna. Trapdoor. Read by David Nichol. Tearcat. Read by Todd. Coachman, Taylor. Read by Rick F. Curtly X, a sergeant. Read by Peak. Hanger, his yeoman. Maul, the Roaring Girl. Read by Elizabeth Clatt. Mary Fitzallard, daughter of Sir Guy. Read by Amanda Friday. Mistress Gallipot. Read by Arielle Lipshaw. Mistress Tiltyard. Read by Lucy Perry. Mistress Openwork. Read by Christine G. Narrator, read by Todd. Prologue. A play expected long makes the audience look for wonders, that each scene should be a book composed to all perfection. Each one comes and brings a play in his head with him. Up he sums that he would have a roaring girl have writ, if that he finds not here, he news at it. Only we do entreat you think our scene cannot speak high, the subject being but me, a roaring girl, whose notes till now ne'er were, shall fill with laughter our vast theatre. That's all which I dare promise. Tragic passion and such grave stuff is this day out of fashion. I see attention sets wide open gates of hearing, and with covetous listening waits, to know what girl this roaring girl should be, for of that tribe are many. One is she that roars at midnight in deep tavern bowls that beats the watch and constable's controls. Another roars in the daytime, swears, stabs, gives braves, yet sells her soul to the lust of fools and slaves. Both these are sub-roarers. Then there's beside a civil city roaring girl, whose pride, feasting, and riding shakes her husband's state, and leaves him roaring through an iron grate. None of these roaring girls is ours. She flies with wings more lofty. Thus her character lies. Yet what need characters when to give a guess is better than the person to express? But would you note who tis? Would you hear her name? She's called Mad Maul. Her life our acts proclaim. Scene, London. Act, the first. Scene one. A room in Sir Alexander Wengrave's house. Enter Mary Fitzallard, disguised like a subster, with a case for bands, and Neatfoot with her, a napkin on his shoulder, and a trencher in his hand, as from the table. The young gentleman, our young master, Sir Alexander's son, is it into his ears, sweet damsel, emblem of fragility, you desire to have a message transported? or to be transcendent? A private word or two, sir, nothing else. 
You shall fructify in that which you come for. Your pleasure shall be satisfied to your full contentation. I will, fairest tree of generation, watch when our young master is erected—that is to say, up—and deliver him to this your most white hand. Thanks, sir. And withal certify him, that I have culled out for him, now his belly is replenished, a daintier bit or modicum than any lay upon his trencher at dinner. Hath he any notion of your name? I beseech your chastity. One, sir, of whom he bespake falling bands. Falling bands? It shall so be given him. If you please to venture your modesty in the hall amongst a curl-pated company of rude serving-men, and take such as they can set before you, you shall be most seriously and ingeniously welcome. I have dined indeed already, sir. Or will you vouchsafe to kiss the lip of a cup of rich orleans in the buttery amongst our waiting-women? Not now, in truth, sir. Our young master shall then have a feeling of your being here. Presently it shall so be given him. I humbly thank you, sir. Exit Needfoot. But that my bosom is full of bitter sorrows, I could smile to see this formal ape play antic tricks. But in my breast a poisoned arrow sticks, and smiles cannot become me. Love woven slightly, such as thy false heart makes, wears out as lightly. But love being truly bred, in the soul like mine, bleeds even to death at the least wound it takes. The more we quench this fire, the less it slakes. O oh, me! Enter Sebastian Wengray with Needfoot. A semster speak with me, sayest thou? Yes, sir. She's there, viva voce, to deliver her auricular confession. With me, sweetheart? What is't? I have brought home your bands, sir. Bands? Needfoot. Sir? Prithee, look in, for all the gentlemen are upon rising. Yes, sir. A most methodical attendant shall be given. And dost hear, if my father call for me, say I am busy with the semster. Yes, sir. He shall know it that you are busied with a needlewoman. In's ear, good Neatfoot. It shall be so given him. Exit. Bans, you are mistaken, sweetheart, I bespake none. When, where, I pray thee, what bans, let me see them. Yes, sir, a bond fast sealed with solemn oaths, subscribed unto, as I thought, with your soul, delivered as your deed in sight of heaven. Is this bond cancelled? Have you forgot me? Ha! Life of my life, Sir Guy Fitzallard's daughter, what has transformed my love to this strange shape? Stay, make all sure. Shut the door. So, now speak and be brief. Because the wolf's at the door that lies in wait to prey upon us both, albeit mine eyes are blessed by thine, yet this so strange disguise holds me with fear and wonder. Mine's a loathed sight. Why from it are you banished else so long? I must cut short my speech in broken language thus much, sweet Moll. I must thy company shun, I court another mull. My thoughts must run as a horse runs that's blind round a mill, out of every step, yet keeping one's path still. Oh, must you shun my company? In one knot have both our hands by the hands of heaven been tied, now to be broke? I thought me once your bride. Our fathers did agree on the time when, and must another bedfellow fill my room? 
sweet maid let's lose no time tis in heaven's book set down that i must have thee an oath we took to keep our vows but when the night your father was from mine parted storms began to sit upon my covetous father's brows which fell from them on me he reckoned up what gold this marriage would draw from him at which he swore to lose so much blood could not grieve him more he then dissuades me from thee called thee not fair and asked what is she but a beggar's heir he scorned thy dowry of five thousand marks if such a sum of money could be found and i would match with that he could not undo it provided his bags might add nothing to it but vowed if i took thee nay more did swear it save birth from him i nothing should inherit what follows then my shipwreck dearest no though wildly in a labyrinth i go my end is to meet thee with a side wind must i now sail else i no haven can find but both must sink for ever there's a wench called mole mad mole or merry mole a creature so strange in quality a whole city takes note of her name and person all that affection i owe to thee on her in counterfeit passion i spend to mad my father he believes i dote upon this roaring girl and grieves as it becomes a father for a son that could be so bewitched yet i'll go on this crooked way sigh still for her feign dreams in which i'll only talk of her these streams shall i hope force my father to consent that here i anchor rather than be rent upon a rock so dangerous art thou pleased because thou seest we're waylaid that i take a path that's safe though it be far about my prayers with heaven guide thee then i will on my father is at hand kiss and be gone ours shall be watched for meeting i must now as men for fear to a strange idol bow farewell i'll guide thee forth when next we meet a story of mole shall make our mirth more sweet excellent enter sir wengrave sir davy dapper sir adam appleton gossock laxton and gentlemen thanks good sir alexander for our bounteous cheer fie fie in giving thanks you pay too dear when bounty spreads the table faith twere sin at going off if thanks should not step in no more of thanks no more i marry sir the inner room was too close how do you like this parlour gentlemen oh passing well what a sweet breath the air casts here so cool i like the prospect best see how tis furnished a very fair sweet room sir davy dapper the furniture that doth adorn this room cost many a fair grey groot ere it came here but good things are most cheap when they're most dear nay will you look into my galleries how bravely they're trimmed up you all shall swear you're highly pleased to see what's set down there stories of men and women mixed together fair ones with foul like sunshine in wet weather within one square a thousand heads are laid so close that all of heads the room seems made as many faces there filled with blithe looks show like the promising titles of new books writ merrily the readers being their own eyes which seem to move and give plaudites 
and here and there whilst with obsequious ears thronged heaps to listen a cut-purse thrusts and leers with hawk's eyes for his prey i need not show him by a hanging villainous look yourselves may know him the face is drawn so rarely then sir below the very floor as twere waves to and fro and like a floating island seems to move upon a sea bound in with shores above re-enter sebastian wengrave with greenwit these sights are excellent i'll show you all since we are met make our parting comical this gentleman my friend will take his leave sir ha take his leave sebastian who this gentleman your love sir has already given me some time and if you please to trust my age with more it shall pay double interest good sir stay i have been too bold not so sir a merry day amongst friends being spent is better than gold saved some wine some wine where be these knaves i keep we enter neatfoot with several servants at your worshipful elbow sir your kissing my maids drinking or fast asleep your worship is giving it us right you valets stir chairs stools and cushions prithee sir davy dapper make that chair thine tis but an easy gift and yet i thank you for it sir i'll take it a chair for old sir adam appleton a back friend to your worship mary good neatfoot i thank thee for it back friends sometimes are good pray make that stool your perch good master goshawk i stoop to your lure sir son sebastian take master greenwit to you sit dear friend nay master laxton furnish master laxton with what he wants a stone a stool i would say a stool i had rather stand sir excellent neatfoot and servants i know you had good master laxton so so now here's a mess of friends and a gentleman because time's glass shall not be running long i'll quicken it with a pretty tale good tales do well in these bad days where vice does so excel begin sir alexander last day i met an aged man upon whose head was scored a debt of just so many years as these which i owe to my grave the man you all know his name i pray you sir nay you shall pardon me but when he saw me with a sigh that brake or seemed to break his heart-strings thus he spake oh my good knight says he and then his eyes were richer even by that which made them poor they spent so many tears they had no more oh sir says he you know it for you have seen blessings to rain upon mine house and me fortune who slaves men was my slave her wheel hath spun me golden threads for i thank heaven i never had but one cause to curse my stars i asked him then what that one cause might be so sir so sir he paused and as we often see a sea so much becalmed there can be found no wrinkle on his brow his waves being drowned in their own rage but when the imperious winds use strange invisible tyranny to shake both heavens and earth's foundations at their noise 
the seas swelling with wrath to part that fray rise up and are more wild more mad than they even so this good old man was by my question stirred up to roughness you might see his gold flow e'en in its eyes then grew he fantastical fantastical aha yes and talked oddly pray sir proceed how did this old man end marry sir thus he left his wild fit to read o'er his cards yet then though age cast snow on all his hairs he joyed because says he the god of gold has been to me no niggard that disease of which all old men sicken avarice never infected me aside he means not himself i'm sure for like a lamp fed with continual oil i spend and throw my light to all that need it yet have still enough to serve myself oh but quoth he though heaven's dew fall thus on this aged tree i have a son that like a wedge doth cleave my very heart-root had he such a son aside now i do smell a fox strongly let's see no master greenwit is not yet so mellow in years as he but as like sebastian just like my son sebastian such another aside how finely like a fencer my father fetches his by-blows to hit me but if i beat you not at your own weapon of subtlety this son saith he that should be the column and main arch unto my house the crutch unto my age becomes a whirlwind shaking the firm foundation tis some prodigal aside well shot old adam bell no city monster neither no prodigal but sparing wary civil and though wifeless an excellent husband and such a traveller he has more tongues in his head than some have teeth i have but two in mine so sparing and so wary what then could vex his father so oh a woman a flesh-fly that can vex any man a scurvy woman on whom the passionate old man swore he doted a creature saith he nature hath brought forth to mock the sex of woman it is a thing one knows not how to name her birth began ere she was all made tis woman more than man man more than woman and which to none mayhap the sun gives her two shadows to one shape nay more let this strange thing walk stand or sit no blazing star draws more eyes after it a monster tis some monster she's a varlet aside now is my cue to bristle a naughty pack tis false ha huh, boy tis false what's false i say she's naught i say that tongue that dares speak so but yours sticks in the throat of a rank villain set yourself aside so sir what then any here else had lied i think i shall fit you lie yes doth this concern him ah sirrah boy is your blood heated boils it are you stung i'll pierce you deeper yet oh my dear friends i am that wretched father this that son that sees his ruin yet headlong on doth run will you love such a poison fie fie you're all mad 
thou'rt sick at heart yet feel'st it not of all these what gentleman but thou knowing his disease mortal would shun the cure oh master greenwit would you to such an idle bow not i sir here's master laxton has he mind to a woman as thou hast no not i sir sir i know it their good parts are so rare their bad so common i will have not to do with any woman tis well done master laxton oh thou cruel boy thou wouldst with lust an old man's life destroy because thou seest i'm halfway in my grave thou shovelst dust upon me would thou mightst have thy wish most wicked most unnatural why sir tis thought sir guy fitzallard's daughter shall wed your son sebastian sir davy dapper i have upon my knees wooed this fond boy to take that virtuous maiden hark you a word sir on your knees you have cursed that virtuous maiden and me for loving her yet do you now thus baffle me to my face wear not your knees in such entreaties give me fitzallard's daughter i'll give thee ratsbane rather well then you know what dish i mean to feed upon hark gentlemen he swears to have this cut-purse drab to spite my gall master sebastian i am deaf to you all i am so bewitched so bound to my desires tears prayers threats nothing can quench out those fires that burn within me exit her blood shall quench it then loose him not oh dissuade him gentlemen he shall be weaned i warrant you before his eyes lay down his shame my grief his miseries no more no more away exit all but sir alexander wengrave i wash a negro losing both pains and cost but take thy flight i'll be most near thee when i'm least in sight while buck i'll hunt thee breathless thou shalt run on but i will turn thee when i'm not thought upon enter trap-door with a letter now sirrah what are you leave your apes tricks and speak a letter from my captain to your worship oh oh now i remember tis to prefer thee into my service to be a shifter under your worship's nose of a clean trencher when there's a good bit upon't troth honest fellow hmm ah let me see this knave shall be the axe to hew that down at which i stumble has a face which promiseth much of a villain i will grind his wit and if the edge prove fine make use of it come hither sirrah canst thou be secret ha as two crafty attorneys plotting the undoing of their clients didst never as thou walkst about this town hear of a wench called moll mad merry moll moll cutpurse sir the same dost thou know her then as well as i know twill rain upon simon and jude day next i will sift all the taverns in the city and drink half pots with all the watermen of the bankside but if you will sir i'll find her out that task is easy do't then hold thy hand up what's this is't burnt no sir no a little singed with making fireworks gives money there's money spend it that being spent fetch more 
Oh, sir, that all the poor soldiers in England had such a leader. For fetching, no water spaniel is like me. This wench we speak of, stray so from her kind, nature repents she made her. Tis a mermaid hath told my son to shipwreck. I'll cut her comb for you. I'll tell out gold for thee, then. Hunt her forth, cast out a line hung full of silver hooks to catch her to thy company. Deep spendings may draw her that's most chaste to a man's bosom. The jingling of golden bells and a good fool with a hobby-horse will draw all the whores in the town to dance in a morris. Or rather, for that's best, they say sometimes she goes in breeches. Follow her as her man. And when her breeches are off, she shall follow me. Beat all thy brains to serve her. Soon, sir, as country wenches beat cream till butter comes. Play thou the subtle spider. We find nets to ensnare her very life. Her life? Yes, suck her heart-blood if thou canst. Twist thou but cause to catch her, I'll find law to hang her up. Spoke like a worshipful bencher. Trace all her steps. At this she fox's den watch what lambs enter. Let me play the shepherd to save their throats from bleeding, and cut hers. This is the gull shall do it. Be firm, and gain me ever thine own. This done, I entertain thee. How is thy name? My name, sir, is Rafe Trapdoor. Honest Rafe. Trapdoor, be like thy name, a dangerous step for her to venture on. But unto me... As fast as your soul to your boot or shoe, sir. Hence, then, be little seen here as thou canst. I'll still be at thine elbow. The trapdoor's set. Moll, if you budge, you're gone. This me shall crown. A roaring boy the roaring girl puts down. God of mercy, lose no time. Excellent. End of Act One.